off and the clock has started. Alright, here we go with another 20 minutes. Fresh from his weekend trip to Northern California to watch Nolan and Hudson play baseball, here's Doug. Yes, welcome to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is Doug Prezak, and yes, I was up in Northern California, in the Sacramento area to be exact. I was watching uh, Nolan Hudson play Little League Baseball, and I loved every second of it. So thanks, guys, for letting me uh, watch your games. All right, so I'm going to rattle off, uh, see, five hellos today, okay? Greetings to McBee, South Carolina. They're the first time I've seen them on the list. Uh, hello to Vienna, Austria. It's been a while. Bangkok, Thailand. Los Condes in Chile and Arlington, Virginia. So thanks for downloading last week's show. Um, I hope you're listening to this week's. I noticed that nobody from uh, Slick Poo listened. <laughs> so I must have really pissed them off about last week's show. And you'll notice uh, who is not on the list. That's right. Rhode Island. But you know what? Not to worry. Listener Catherine, she is hot on the case. She uh, told me she's working to get those last two states, the uh, aforementioned island of Rhodes and Montana. So you go, girl. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Here, and here's another update for you. After my plea for you, the listeners, to email me, let me know where you're listening, if you like the show, if you hate the show, I can now report that no one emailed me. What is wrong? What's wrong with me? I don't know what I have to do. <laughs> Doug at 20minutespodcast.com. <laughs> you know, your email could be just as simple as, Hi, Jen, Vienna, Austria. Okay? Or, Bill, Lexington, Kentucky, lose the robot. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> All right. Here's episode 85. You know, as I sat at my keyboard thinking about uh, what the uh, next 20 minutes should be about. I realized I was hungry and not the, uh, not the, I need a snack kind of hungry. I need a big sandwich kind of hungry. And so that's your answer. This episode sandwiches, the modern concept found in the West of a sandwich using slices of bread can arguably be traced to the 18th century Europe. However, now don't get excited. The use of some kind of bread or bread-like substance to lie under or under and over some other food or used to scoop up and enclose or wrap some other kind of food that long predates the 18th century and is found in numerous, much older cultures worldwide. The truth is we really don't know who invented the sandwich, but it has existed in various forms for thousands of years. Now, one of the earliest known sandwich eaters was Hillel the Elder. I hope I pronounced that right. He was a rabbi and a scholar who was born in Babylon and lived in Jerusalem during the first century BC. According to a Jewish text, Hillel made a sandwich using Pascal lamb, bitter herbs, and unleavened matzo bread. There you go. Flatbreads have a long history in the Mediterranean region and in the Middle East. In particular, the idea of rolling bread with a filling is very ancient in Turkish culture. Well, during the mid-17th century, there was this English aristocrat. He was named John Montague. You may know him as the fourth Earl of Sandwich, in case you're on friends with him. Turns out that, in fact, Montague was not the inventor of the sandwich. <gasps> Seems during his excursions in the eastern Mediterranean, he saw grilled pita breads in small canapes and sandwiches served by the Greeks and the Turks during their meals, and he copied 
the concept for its obvious convenience. Now, Montague was a hardened gambler and usually gambled for hours at a time at a restaurant, sometimes refusing to even get up for meals. When he got back to London from his travels, it said that he ordered his valet to bring him meat tucked between two pieces of bread. Lord Sandwich was fond of this form of food because it allowed him to continue playing cards while eating without getting his cards greasy from eating the meat with his bare hands. Now, because Montague also happened to be the fourth Earl of Sandwich, others saw this and began to say, quote, I'll have the same as Sandwich. <laughs> the original sandwich was, in fact, a piece of salt beef between two slices of toasted bread. Now, the practice of serving sandwiches soon became a popular late-night meal at society balls. During the 19th century, lunch was called midday dinner, and that was the main meal of the day. Dinner was uh, called supper then, and it was a lighter meal where the leftovers from lunch were often made into, you got it, sandwiches. Think Thanksgiving evening. <laughs> Turkey sandwiches, anybody? After Victorian author Charlotte Mason wrote the first cookbook recipes for sandwiches, and by the way, she recommended that the crust be removed from the bread. So take that, Mom. Please cut the crust off. Charlotte said it's uh, the thing to do. <laughs> anyway, after her book came out, sandwiches began to be served at teas and picnics. They were common fare at taverns and train stations. The club sandwich was actually developed at a private club. So while the rest of the world has had sandwiches for a while, English traditions easily jumped over the pond. The sandwich was introduced to America by an English woman named Eliza Leslie. In 1837, Eliza was the first person to publish a recipe in Miss Leslie's Directions for Cookery, a book she wrote. One of the sandwiches remains popular today. It's a ham sandwich with mustard on lightly buttered bread. No, 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 no butter on ham. By the late 1860s, sandwiches were common supper fare and travel food. So the sandwich is now everywhere around the world, albeit in slightly different forms, and that means controversy. <laughs> Again, where would this podcast be without controversy? You know, it's easy to say what a sandwich is, like grilled cheese. That's definitely a sandwich. Uh, bacon, lettuce, tomato, the old BLT, no question about it. Things start to get a little messy when you specify what a sandwich isn't. Is a hot dog a sandwich? What about a burrito or an open-faced turkey melt? The question of being a sandwich is not one that can be taken lightly. The answer has some real-world real implications. This is serious stuff. On several occasions, governments have ruled on the food industry's right to use the label sandwich. Even the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg weighed in on the matter. The Justice appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert in 2018 and was asked whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Ginsburg showed her judicious prowess by throwing the question back at Colbert, asking for his definition of a sandwich before making a ruling. Her summation, a hot dog fits Colbert's definition of a sandwich and therefore can be considered one. Merriam-Webster even joined the debate by boldly declaring that a hot dog is a sandwich back in 2016, even if the hot dog council disagrees. Who cares? In the UK and Australia, the term sandwich is more narrowly defined than the US. Sandwich is usually referred to as an item which uses sliced bread from a loaf, an item with similar fillings but using an entire bread roll cut horizontally in half 
is generally referred to as a roll. Right? Officially, here's where some of the laws stand on the Great Sandwich Debate. In California, my home state, hot dogs are sandwiches. Despite fitting the description of a food product served on bread-like product, many sandwich purists insist the hot dogs deserve their own category. California, however, joins Merriam-Webster in declaring that a hot dog is a sandwich nonetheless. The bold word choice there appears in the state's tax law, which mentions hot dog and hamburger sandwiches served from sandwich stands or booths. Next, a Massachusetts court found that a burrito is not a sandwich. When Qdoba, which is a Mexican fast food chain, when Qdoba threatened to encroach on the territory of a Panera Bread place in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, the owners of the bakery franchise fought back. They claimed the Mexican chain's arrival would violate their lease agreement with the White City Shopping Center, specifically the clause that prohibits the strip mall from renting to other sandwich restaurants. The owner of Qdoba franchise said they were surprised at the suit because they think it's pretty common sense that a burrito is not a sandwich. Well, Justice Jeffrey A. Locke of the Worcester County Superior Court ruled that Qdoba would be allowed to move into the shopping center, citing an entry in Merriam-Webster as the most damning evidence against Panera's case. Quote, the new Webster Third International Dictionary describes a sandwich as two thin pieces of bread usually buttered, with a thin layer of meat, cheese, or savory mixture spread between them. He said, under this definition, the court finds that the term sandwich is not commonly understood to include burritos, tacos, and quesadillas. So there. Okay, I added that. He didn't really say so there. Now, on to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They say a sandwich is a meat between two slices of bread. When it comes to sandwiches, the agency follows strict criteria. They say a sandwich is a meat or poultry filling between two slices of bread, a bun, or a biscuit. Ooh, see, they included now buns and biscuits. But wait, the U.S. Department of Agriculture also says a burrito is a, quote, sandwich-like product. The USDA's definition may not be as simple and elegant as it seemed. You see, a sandwich is one thing, but a sandwich-like product, that's a whole different territory. Fajitas may also be a sandwich-like product as long as the strips of meat in question come bundled in a tortilla. So is there an example of a meat wrapped in a carb dish that doesn't belong to the sandwich family? <laughs> well, apparently, strombolis are where the USDA draws the line. The Food Standards and Labeling Policy Books clearly states the product is not considered a traditional sandwich. Poor stromboli. <laughs> oh, man. Now, in New York, I, I actually have to give it to New York because when it comes to sandwiches, they said, eh, whatever. If it's served on something remotely bread-like, it's a sandwich. <laughs> when it comes to sandwiches, New York really doesn't discriminate. The law reads, quote, Sandwiches include cold and hot sandwiches of every kind that are prepared and ready to be eaten, whether made on bread, bagels, rolls, pitas, wraps, or otherwise, and regardless of the filling or number of layers. A sandwich can be as simple as a buttered bagel or roll or as elaborate as a six-foot toasted submarine sandwich. So there are the laws, at least in California, Massachusetts, and New York. <laughs> you know, we're going to take a break here because I'm getting hungry. I'm sure you are. So go make yourself a sandwich. When I come back, we're going to see how you did because I have the top 15 sandwiches of all time, at least here in the United States. Don't go away. 
kids off, kids eat armor hot dogs. Bad kids, skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. Soft kids, busy kids, even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. Armor hot dogs, the dogs, kids love to And speaking of hot dogs, it's now time to find out the top 15 sandwiches of all time, at least according to Eat This, Not That, and a YouGov survey. <laughs> Not Doug. I didn't do that. I'm just, just reading the results, okay? The survey took a look at what's America's go-to sandwich, and what was their methodology? Well, they surveyed 1,223 people online and asked the respondents how they felt about various sandwiches on a scale from really like to really dislike. All right, these are the 15 most popular sandwiches, at least according to the uh, survey. And trust me, I'm sure one of yours uh, favorites is not on it, because I know my favorite is not on this list. But uh, so we're going to go through the 15. Oh, and by the way, just for fun, the survey asked respondents whether hot dogs and burgers are technically sandwiches too. 34% of the respondents thought that hot dogs were sandwiches, while 60% thought burgers were sandwiches as well. And just 15% of the respondents thought that tacos belonged in the sandwich category. <laughs> no, they don't. Tacos are not sandwiches. All right, now, are you ready? It's time for the 15 most popular sandwiches, at least here in America, according to the survey. But you know what? I need some, uh, we're going to put some background music on this. Since I just talked about tacos, <laughs> I'm going to go Latin this time. Um, you know, for no other reason than I like this background. So, but first we have to get through this part of the song. All right. Coming in at number 15 is the French dip. Now I don't disagree. I, I like a French dip and it scored 46% on the likability scale. I know nothing will please everybody, but almost half of the respondents at least seem to like to dip their sandwich in some hot broth. <laughs> number 14. Uh, is actually one of my personal favorites, and I'm kind of sad to see that it's only uh, number 14, but it's the Reuben. You know, it's made with corned beef and some Swiss cheese and sauerkraut. Oh, well, God, guess who's hungry now? <laughs> Can't go for a Reuben. 48% of the survey takers had a favorable opinion of the Reuben. All right, number 13 on the list, and I, I just don't get this sandwich. It's the meatball sandwich. Maybe it's just me, but to me, it, it seems like it's bread or roll with a couple of lumps in it. <laughs> but, but, you know, I guess I'm wrong because the lumpy, more bread than meat sandwich scored actually 56% favorability rating. So, uh, and also, if you're into plant-based foods, Subway's coming out with a Beyond Meatball sub. <laughs> you know, if you like your lumpy sandwiches plant-based, <laughs> there you go. Claiming the number 12 spot is the egg salad sandwich. I have been told I make a pretty mean egg salad. Just saying. <laughs> and surprisingly, 58% of the survey takers liked egg salad sandwiches as well. They haven't had mine, or I'm sure that might have jumped up to 59%. Just saying. <laughs> now, if you're a tuna fan, well, rejoice. The classic fish-based lunch favorite came in at number 11 with 64% approval rating. You know, simple but classic. Some respondents said bonus points if you upgrade it to a tuna melt. Uh, no. The last thing I want is my tuna hot with cheese on it. <laughs> number 10 in the list is a pulled pork sandwich. You know, what's not to like? <laughs> Seriously, shredded pork in a barbecue sauce bath 
on a roll with a dill pickle slice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, it scored 65% approval in the survey. The number nine position belongs to another classic, the peanut butter and jelly. The Lunchbox Classic made the top 10 with 66% likability score. I'm guessing the other 34% of people don't like peanut butter or jelly. <laughs> what do they have in their lunch pail at school? <laughs> and can kids even bring lunch pails to school anymore? People listening, do you even know what a lunch pail is? <laughs> I have never heard of the number eight spot holder, and that's a bacon sandwich. Now, I totally agree. Bacon is king, uh, and I know bacon on other kinds of sandwiches, but just bacon sandwich, two pieces of bread with bacon in the middle, that is genius. <laughs> it earned a thumbs up from 67% of the respondents who knew about the sandwich, and I'm bummed that I didn't know about it sooner, but now it has a thumbs up for me as well. <laughs> I can't wait to make one. <laughs> Number seven belongs to the club sandwich. Remember we talked about the club sandwich earlier in the show? It was created in a private club. <laughs> well, the club earned a 68% approval rating. Uh, bacon makes its appearance again with number six's BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Now, if you're not a turkey fan of the club, skip the deli meat and make a BLT instead. The uh, sandwich edged out the club by one percentage point, pulling in a 69% approval rating. The number five spot comes to us straight from Miss Leslie's directions for cookery, the ham sandwich. It is tied with the BLT with a 69% favorability, and thank you to Eliza Leslie. Number four, and I personally think that's too high on the list. Uh, it should be somewhere around 16 or 17, you know, but what do I know? Sorry, Arby's, wasn't trying to throw some shade. But regardless of my opinion, sitting in the number four spot is the roast beef sandwich. The roast beef sandwich scored a 71%, and I'll agree it's pretty good. Um, served warm or cold and it, it goes just it's about any kind of cheese but sorry it's not number four move over roast beef because turkey owns the number three spot not much to say there except it had a 75 percent approval rating sitting in the number two spot and this I, this one actually really surprised me it's the grilled chicken sandwich not the crispy one that all the fast food places have on their menu if the grilled chicken sandwich claimed the second place spot with a 75% likability score. Now here's the deal with me. Um, I, I would put it at, oh, maybe number six or seven, but only if somebody else made it. <laughs> you know, a restaurant, a party, someone else's house. If I have to grill it, then it's uh, number 79 on the list because, uh, you know, I'm just that lazy. And here we are, the number one spot, the top sandwich. Did you figure it out? Do you know what it is? Well... It's the grilled cheese sandwich. That's right. The good old fashioned, very plain, very simple, very classic grilled cheese sandwich. According to YouGov survey, the grilled cheese tops the list of the most popular sandwiches in America with a score of 79%. They say it's the ultimate comfort food, whether you eat it alone or with a cup of soup. So there you go, the top 15 sandwiches, at least here in America, and now, if you want to make a grilled cheese, well, you're welcome. You know, my executive producer, she makes a killer grilled cheese sandwich. I love them. I wish I wish you could have one. I tell you what, um, come on by, and she'll make one for you. Now, don't everybody come all at the same time, okay? Space them out. <laughs> Space them out. She'll make one for you. Now, of course, she has no idea I just made that offer until right now when she's listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, my love. <laughs>
And that wraps up this sandwich episode, just like you got it from a deli. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that the sandwich grew in popularity because John Montague didn't want to get the cards greasy while he was playing poker. (laughs) We learned that the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg made the ruling, it's official, a hot dog is a sandwich. And we learned that the list of top 15 sandwiches I just read is not completely accurate. It's missing one. It's the McRib. That's right, the McRib. I'm, it's even higher than number one. It's like a number zero, okay? And I'm going to challenge anybody that says anything different. The McRib rocks. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm hungry. That means it's time to go. And I'll talk to you next time. Here on 20 Minutes, you'll never, ever, ever, ever get back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. <laughs>